Welcome to the Mama Truth Show, where soulful mamas embrace the whole truth of the messiness and magic of motherhood. Check us out at mamatruthshow.com. Here's your host, Amy Ehlers, the Wake Up Call Coach. Hi, mamas. It's Amy Ehlers here, and welcome to Mama Truth Monday. Oh my goodness, we are, are you ready to put on your superhero paper? Because that is what we are going to do with today's guest. I love it. <laughs> we have the fabulous Andrea Shear of superherolife.com. Check out our website. Honestly, I will say, Andrea, that your website, like when I was redoing my website, your <laughs> website was one of the ones that I was like trying to model everything after. And then I realized the reason I loved it was because of all of your photography. And I was oh. like, oh. I mean, it's, I love it for so many things, but like, oh, oh my gosh. I mean, Aww. you have to check it out. Superherolife.com. Um, Andrea, she is an artist. She's a photographer. She's a life coach. She's a mentor. She's a badass human being. And she's really redefining what it means to be a superhero. And so today on this Mama Truth Monday, we're going to dive into how to be a superhero as a mama when you're going through divorce, because that's what's up right now in Andrea's life. So thank you so much, darling, for being here. I know all of the mamas, whether you're a mom that's in a divorce, who has been divorced, thinking about getting divorced, like whatever stage that is, or you're supporting, I know that I am, so many people in my life that are going through that process. Yeah. Um, so strap on your cape and get ready because this is going to be a wild ride with darling Andrea. So welcome, honey. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Like I told you, I'm, I'm such a Mama Truth fan. I've been like <laughs> binging on every episode. They're so good. <laughs> when you asked me, I was like, do I get to be on the show? Oh, hell yeah, you do. Are you kidding awesome. me? I love it. I love it. Well, why don't you go ahead and just dive in and tell us a little yeah. bit about your journey because I actually became friends with you and really entered your life. And then you've taken some pictures of me, took some pictures of Christine and I for our book launch, which are like the pictures that I use all the time because they're amazing. So tell us a little bit about your journey and what, what it's been like for you. Yeah. So if we're, if we're talking about the kind of the superhero theme. Yeah. I'd love that. Yeah. My very first business, my first creative business was a jewelry business and I made superhero necklaces and they were like chunky vintage glass and vintage lucite beads. And when I made them, I thought, you know, a superhero would wear one of these. Like they just looked like, they looked a little bit like graphic novelish, and they looked, um, they were really bold and like visible. Like you couldn't like miss someone walking by with one of them. Yeah. And but, oh, and they could be this sort of talisman for people to remind them of their kind of bravest, wisest self, like your superhero mm. self. Mm. And so that became like the, the motto for the, for the business, be your very own superhero and, and all that kind of stuff. And um, so I've been working, it's funny, it's like I, I sort of reflect on it now, like, wow, I didn't realize I was building a whole brand around this concept. Right. And what did it mean to me then? And what does it mean to me now? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So tell, tell us what you mean by superhero, because I love your definition. And I have to say that I don't think I told you this when we recently saw each other, but it was so funny because I was thinking about you and I reached out and we were going to have lunch or what have you. And then I was reading Brene's Brown book, the Brene Brown book, and all of a sudden you're like totally featured in it. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, this is so <laughs> I love it. Yeah. 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 yeah so 
Well, you know, so this idea of like being your own superhero, I think started as like, you don't need someone to rescue you. You don't need permission from anybody like to create the life that you want to have. So that's kind of the point. Yeah. You can listen to your, the, the wisest part of you. You can practice your courage and build yes. those muscles in yourself and take yourself where you want to go. Love that. Yeah. So, I love that. Yeah. And then, but it's, you know, but then it's interesting. There's this sort of shadow side to this superhero character. Mm. And I'm only really noticing it, I think, in the last several years, maybe, which is that like, when you're the superhero, you're rescuing people. Right? Oh, that's good. Yeah. And yeah. You know, actually, my friend Juna, who's a relationship coach, she describes this thing called the drama triangle, which it, it, there's a whole sort of deeper psychological thing about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but especially when you're in conflict, you're on one part of the triangle. So you're either in villain, victim, or hero. And wow. Yeah. And none of them are particularly healthy you're sort of you know you're caught in the drama and I realized that I go to hero because it makes me look good right <laughs> right I, think I, I know there's a lot of mamas listening right now that are like raising their hand being like that's where I go to that's the one that looks the best to me I don't want to be the best I, I look good and yeah I mean yeah. sometimes victim sometimes like all that but yeah. often hero because it makes me feel like my ego likes that so interesting you know, the way the reason that that is very potent and important for me to notice is that the biggest mistake that I made in my marriage was not telling the truth and saying what I needed and saying what I wanted mm-hmm. and having a, instead I was like okay it's up to me to create everything to manifest everything and I mean that I think that was one of the sort of fatal flaws of of my relationship. So it's almost like when you put on that superhero cape inside your marriage, it actually was a shield for you to not tell the truth. Exactly. And so now, and my experience of you, because of course I really started to get to know you as you were really telling the truth. Yeah. Deeply telling the truth, which is one of the reasons why I love you, right? Fellow truth teller to truth teller. And so it's like, now it's like being that superhero, but having part of that archetype be about vulnerability and be about truth telling and be about really saying, okay, so how can I be the superhero that also tells the truth and is vulnerable? Yeah, exactly. And risks, risks troubling the waters. Yeah. Like, that's what telling the truth often does. We, we trouble the waters and then we have to stay in that conversation that's, that's painful or triggering. Yeah. And, you know, I also learned a lot um, in the process of, of dismantling my relationship. I learned a lot about what my trauma responses are. Right. The, like fight, flight, freeze. Submit, right. That. Um, and I, what I. Wait, wait. So I know fight, flight, freeze, but what was the other part that you said? The way I learned it is fight, flight, freeze, submit. Mm. And then one that my therapist called attach cry. Ooh. Like this like kind of anxious attach um, crying thing, which I, I'm like, oh my God, I, I think I've done that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but mostly what I go to is submit and freeze. Mm-hmm. And so submit is not, and freeze is not the place from which you are 
telling the truth powerfully and authentically and saying what you need and want. Mm. And I didn't, and I, I think I'm just now learning to inhabit that space. Yeah. And it takes practice. If you never did that in relationship, it's brand new. And yeah. so, yeah. yeah. So it's like for some of the moms that are here and I just, I feel like you and is he officially your ex-husband now? Uh, almost. Officially. Almost. Okay. So in that process still. So you and your soon to be ex, mm-hmm. how is that? It feels to me like you've come to a pretty stable place together. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely really, it's harmonious. Um, we actually lived together for two years after we separated wow. with, um, which, you know, had its sort of like highs and lows, but um, was mostly really lovely because it gave us this really nice cooling off period where the the hostility kind of simmered down and we learned how to, you know, co-parent and be together in this new way. And, and it kind of gave our kids a sense, like a, a sense of like, okay, they're still partners in a certain way. Like we're still a family in a certain way and that's not going to change. So, um, but that, you know, that was not sustainable. And, um, so I just moved a a few months ago. Um, yeah, I can't. Oh, so yeah. Harmonious. (laughs) (laughs) In this situation. Yeah. I mean, I think I've heard from several of my friends that once you're not married there's a a way that you can actually love and appreciate each other in a new way and create a new kind of friendship and that's what I'm really hoping for us I love that I will hold that vision for the two of you and for your children as well and I, I feel like as I've watched different close friends of mine go on the divorce journey there can be such a release valve that happens when the expectation isn't husband expectation anymore yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he comes to me for relationship advice and I'm like, okay, this is what you need to do. <laughs> that's, wow. That's wild. That's great. It's not wonderful. And I'm like, people are like, do you feel jealous? And I'm like, no, not at all. <laughs> so it's very yeah. sweet. There's a lot of sweetness there. Um, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of love there. And um, I think when you're not feeling like you're fighting for your survival anymore. Yes. Then you can befriend each other again. Yeah. yeah actually, John, our, our mutual friend, John Waddell, Dr. Yes. Waddell, um, the late great. Yeah. I talked to him at a particularly intense moment, um, right when the relationship was breaking up. And I was like, no, he hates me and he thinks this and he thinks that and blah, blah. And he's like, that's none of your business. <laughs> so drawn. Yeah, like, that's none of your business. And I was like, it sure feels like my business. And he's like, it's actually none of your business. And I've really, um, I've gone back to that teaching and that lesson so many times. And, you know, and anyway, I'm just remembering that, um, you know, like we, ha- I guess it, it reminds me that I need to make choices that are in alignment with my intuition, with my heart, what the life that I'm creating for myself and my kids. And there's a way that it's not my business, how other people respond to it. 
or if they like it or not. Right. And wow, is that a big, yeah. I mean, it reminds me of that saying what other people think of you is none of your business. Right. And, and I think sometimes when it's the people that are closest to us and, and especially the father of your children and this person you had this marriage with, like it can feel like it's totally your business, but it's much more important for us to focus on what we think of us. Yeah, exactly. And being in integrity, like that's the superhero, right? Saying I'm going to speak my truth, even when it makes other people uncomfortable. I'm going to speak my truth, even if you don't like my truth. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And we can do that in, in kind, compassionate ways. It doesn't mean that we're assholes. It just Because, you know, I think for me, my truth wasn't even getting online. I would shut it down before it was even conscious. Yeah. I was afraid. That's so powerful. So, uh, you know, because I know, you know, you and I are both coaches and Mm -hmm. mentors and we've worked with people and I, and it's always interesting to me when I ask someone a question, their response, their knee jerk is, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like you said, like they're, they're offline with their truth. They haven't yeah. tuned into it for so long. Mm-hmm. They don't have an opinion or they think they don't know what their truth is. Right. But of course it's there. It's just buried underneath. So for you, like if for yourself, and then also when you work with clients who are detached from their truth, mm-hmm. how do you help them get that back online? You know, through your body, <laughs> through the body. Right. Oh. So, okay. So, I'll just tell you, so how I got in touch with my like truth with a capital T in regard to my marriage was through somatic therapy. Yeah. So yeah, body-based, it was, it was actually sex and intimacy coaching, Mm. body-based. And for people who have had trauma, like myself, you tend to disassociate in intimacy, any kind of intimacy. It could be like staring in someone's eyes was like, horrifically painful for me. I was like, stop looking at me, <laughs> you know? Really? Yeah. Yeah. And so it kind of started there. Um, the, the, the therapy exercises were sort of began there. And, um, and so to slow that process down and see, okay, what do I do in intimacy and where do I go and how can I stay present? Mm. Um, was this incredibly huge journey. I, I worked with this person for about a year and once I got my desire online, both my sexual desire online and, and then my truth online, like it sort of, it followed right after. It was like getting into my body and getting connected to myself wow. led to getting connected to my truth. Wow. And, then, you know, the shit kind of hit the fan. Yeah. In a good way, in the best possible way. Yeah, well, it's like that expression, an inconvenient truth. <laughs> yeah, oh, God, it was really, like, really, are you kidding me? This is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for the mamas listening that are, like, they're hearing us talk right now, like, I can feel some of the mamas out there right now that have a truth that is inconvenient, that have a truth that they're, like barely even whispering to themselves and maybe it's about their relationship or maybe it's about something else. What's like, what advice would you give them about that, about how to really go to that next level? Mm. Well, I would say do it in a really supported place. Yeah. 
I don't know that we can get there alone yeah. uh, because it's too scary. Totally. So I couldn't have gotten there without the support of this, this therapist I worked with. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, if you have that happening, get help. You don't have to do it alone. And in fact, like you're saying, like, I don't even think we can do it alone. I think it takes a very unique type of person to do that sort of work alone. So whether it's yeah. a coach or going to a therapist or going to the, you know, the crisis center that's near you or whatever it is, walking into your child's school and talking with them there and getting resources there. There's so yeah. many resources that we have yeah. in this world to get help. And to be able to have someone hold your hand as you discover your truth. Exactly. And some people, um, like myself, um, I need to listen to myself speak it to really know what's even in my heart. Yeah. Right? I need to, like, hear myself standing as you as a coach or someone to say, like, you know, what do you know right now? Like, not your fear, but what do you know Mm -hmm. in your heart? And I'm like... Oh, let me see. What do I know right now? Like, and I, I need that. Um, yeah, I need the kind of back and forth to get in touch. Yeah, well, and that's that's such a an extrovert introvert thing too. I feel like sometimes it's uh, being such a huge extrovert like I am. You know, it's like if I'm feeling down, if I'm feeling blue, I'm on the phone with someone or talking to my husband or go out like I meet up with someone or whatever. It's like right. like anything that's coming up, I'm talking through it. You know, and my husband is very social, but he's an introvert. So for him, he's going to go to the coffee shop, sit by himself, do a crossword, feel it out, think it through, and then come to me when he feels like it's more formulated. Yeah. You know? And so it's like those different styles of expression. And, and I, and that said, I still think having those people, even if you can't answer in the moment, having someone with you asking the questions yeah. and holding the space. That's a thing at the Mama Truth Circle we're always talking about when we get on these interactive calls that we have and we break out into these small groups and I'm leading people through exercises, but then they're going into the room and they're doing it with each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, here's the great news. You don't have to have an answer for this person. You don't have to fix yeah. it. You don't have to be a coach. You don't have to be a therapist. You just get to hold space for that person. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so the power of space holding, no matter what transition we're in, is so important. That's so true. Yeah. I'm like you. I, I, I process with, with friends and I'm like, yeah. cry by myself. I'm like, oh no, I'm crying by myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But um, yeah. And I think, you know, um, just thinking about, you know, the inconvenient truths. Yeah the hard things that come up in marriage. Um, I think too, we're, we're ashamed and we're scared. And so we don't even share with other moms about the reality of, of our lives. Right. Yeah. I think we're doing it wrong. Like I thought I was damaged and it was my fault that like, we didn't have a really healthy intimate relationship and I was going to go fix myself and then come back fixed and then fix our relationship. Right. And I think that's kind of a typical storyline for a lot of women. Totally. Um, and so I went to get fixed and I realized that there was nothing really wrong with me, you know, in the first place, but I did have a real transformation and the transformation actually ended up being about self-love. Yes. Which I didn't, that was like a big surprise out of the cake. 
self-love, <laughs> you know? Um, and then I think the most self-loving choice I made was to step out of my marriage, even though it was so painful, even though everyone hated me for a long time. People, you know, there, there are some that still are not happy with me, you know? It's not an easy choice, but I'm so clear it was for me and I had to save my own life, right? Like the Mary Oliver poem, like I had to save the only life I could save. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I remember when you and I were first talking, I remember very distinctly you saying to me, you know, I feel like some people believe that once you're in a marriage and especially when you're in a marriage and you have children, yeah. even if things are really effed up, mm-hmm. like you made your bed. Now you have to lie in it for the rest of your life. Oh yeah. We were totally living that way. You know, and it's like, guess what? Like, like if, if there's any message we want you to hear, it's like, guess what? No, you don't. Yeah. You can change your mind. You can make a new arrangement. You can say, you know what? My life matters. My happiness matters. And actually modeling that for my children matters as yeah, well. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I love that. I love that it was really a self-love journey for you. Yeah. And to know that the most self-loving thing we can do sometimes is get out of the relationship or get out of the job or stop, you know, whatever it is. It's like, that's, that's one of the things that I have thought about so much in my life, whether it's through business partnerships or relationships that I've been in. It's like, what is the most self-loving thing that I can do right now? What would love do right now? And not just love for the other person and not just love for my children, but love for me. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And in a world where Mothers in particular are expected to sacrifice and not be selfish right. in so many different ways. Um, uh, yeah, it was especially hard. I thought, you know, God, there's like nothing worse as a mother that I could possibly, nothing more selfish that I could do, you know? Yeah. Um, but I also knew that my life was on the line in a very profound way. Yeah. Right. I think, Yeah. Yeah. I'm so grateful you made that decision for yourself and for your soon to be ex. Like so important for him too, to get to have a relationship that where there's intimacy and where there's joy and where there's happiness. It's like, we're not doing each other any favors and our children any favors to model. This is what marriage looks like. Oh yeah. You know? So I'm so glad you made that decision for yourself. And I'm so grateful for you sharing so vulnerably on the show today. I know that there's so many mamas out there, you know, I'll just ask all of you to really think about that. Like, is there something like um, the question that I love sometimes to ask my clients is what are you pretending not to know? And really being with that. I'm like, wow, is there anything, you know, we're here at the beginning of a new year. Like here we are going into 2017 is there anything that you're pretending not to know? And what would your year look like if you stopped pretending that you didn't know that truth and actually acted courageously, put on your superhero cape and acted courageously on that truth, whatever that means for you? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I think too, I just want to say that like, you know, putting on your cape and being brave, it's, it's not these ginormous leaps over tall buildings. It really is the tiniest little moments where we're telling the truth and those tiniest little moments where like, like I like to practice courage in, in random places. Like I go to an author event and I'm like, Oh, I have a question, but I'm 
no, it's probably stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you got to practice your courage. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to raise my hand. You know, like that's how we practice courage. So when, you know, it, it really matters, we trust ourselves. We have that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. And I think it's so powerful too, when we're in that courage, especially if it's in like a smaller group interaction of saying, I'm going to be brave. Like starting out with like saying, I'm going to be brave. And like, like if you say that in a room full of people, or if you, if I say that to my husband, so I'm going to be brave and tell you whatever it is, da, 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 or to my daughters, like I think mommy's going to be brave right now. Mm. I'm going to say, you know, and it's like, I can't even tell you people lean in and are like, okay, sweetie, she's being brave. Yeah. It's like, it's so endearing and so tender to see people be vulnerable and to be brave and to say like, I'm, I, this is really vulnerable for me because sometimes things yeah. that feel really courageous and brave and vulnerable to us, yeah. like, oh, the other person has that in the bag. Like it's no big deal. I can't, you know, and in, in, in some of my friendships we've practiced this and I'm like, wow, this, wow that was really vulnerable for you. And yeah. then, like on the receiving end, I'm like, oh, well, duh, like, great. Like it's no big deal, but to them, it's like, yeah, exactly. Our edges are all really different. Yeah. You know, I was just imagining as you were talking, so there's this great expression in Italian that I love. It says, um, there's a like, dimmi tutto, like tell me everything. Dimmi tutto, right? Dimmi tutto. Yeah, I was just imagining you can make a deal with your, your partner or your kid or whoever and be like, when I say I'm going to be brave right now, it means I'm about to tell you something scary and vulnerable. And your response is leaning in and say, tell me everything. Oh. Like her beauty makes me want to cry. Right? That's so so beautiful. Yeah, right? Your child is like, I'm going to be brave right now. You can tell me everything. That's so sweet. I just imagine with like the fourth grade girls and all that drama that's going on right now. Like if they did that as a practice, they have like their own peace practices in her school, but it's like Hmm. being able to really lean into each other in that way yeah. for each other so beautiful yeah. such a great skill to learn in our family culture and to take into the world so ah that's perfect honey okay well so oh my gosh I can't believe we okay we need to start wrapping up but okay as you know because you're a mama's Truth show listener I have my oh. my final question for you oh, which no, is didn't prepare these okay I know good that's good that's they're even better when they're not prepared so yeah. um actually even before I ask this is there anything that you want to just share with the listeners that you're up to at superherolife.com for the this new year that you want to make sure people know about yeah so I am running Mondo Biondo, which is the very first e-course that I ever taught. It was almost 10 years ago. Wow. And yeah, so thousands of women have taken this course. It's about manifesting your dreams, and the new year is such a perfect time to do that. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm, I'm running that in January, and then there's um, a little free gift that you can uh, get when you sign up, which is called, it's a, it's a mini class called manifesting 2017. And that's instant access. So you can get access to that right now. It like completes your year and celebrate what went well and acknowledge what was hard and all that good stuff. Choose your word of the year, all that kind of stuff. And then you go into Mondo Biondo totally prepared. Awesome. And that's just at superherolife.com. You'll see all the info there. So check out superherolife.com. Mondo Biondo. Okay, I think I might need to take Mondo Biondo. That sounds awesome. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I love it. I'm all about I'm all about making 2017 like the best year yet ever. Yeah. Gotta happen. 2016. Wah, wah, little wah, wah, for me. Yeah. So um I know you feel me, sister. Okay, so let's ask the 
final question then. So what is messy and what is magical about motherhood for you right now? Whew. Okay. Messy. Transitioning into living in two houses yeah. is messy and it's hard. And I thought, oh, it's been two years since the, you know, our lives turned upside down. But, um, but it's a whole new deal. And um, it's confusing. We don't know. I'm like, where are my kids? Do I pick them up today? Like, it, it's logistically confusing. Um, often I'm so delighted to have the time to myself and the, the really quiet space. Um, but then there's moments where I just miss them terribly. Like, I, I wasn't able to be there on Ben's 10th birthday when he woke up in the morning because he was, you know, wasn't here. Yeah. And then, um, and, you know, and, and my oldest, um, you know, he's really, he's angry and he wants someone to blame and it's, it's going to be me. It's, that's just how it's going to be right now. So just being with that and, um, trusting how it's unfolding, even though like the thing I like least in the world is making people unhappy. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, super messy. It's like a it's like a daily practice to just breathe and stay present and not be reactive. Wow. Yeah, super hard. Whew. Whew. Yeah. Magic is um, you know, I'll I'll mention Nico because there's just this very specific slice of time. It's like 15 minutes from 9 a.m. to 9.15 when I drop him off in his kindergarten class and the parents get to come in and read for 15 minutes to the kids. It's just like the yummiest, sweetest little – he's like – now I get how special it is that he wants me in his class. He's excited (laughs) to have me there because that's like a thing of the past for the older one now. Um, It's just like – delicious and so yeah delicious beautiful yeah thank you darling thank you so much for being here on the show we love you thank you for having me (sighs) all right with that mamas it's amy signing off here keep embracing the messiness and the magic of motherhood until next week bye-bye thanks for listening mamas did you know that Amy has a new ebook out? It's called Sacred Self-Care for Moms, Seven Steps to Nurturing Yourself So You Can Be the Mom You Were Born to Be. And you can receive your free copy by going to sacredselfcarebook.com. That's sacredselfcarebook.com. And please don't keep the Mama Truth Show a secret. The biggest compliment you can give is to share the Mama Truth Show with your loved ones and write a review on iTunes. Until next time, Keep embracing the messiness and the magic of motherhood.